Investment advisory services offered through Daniel Meyer, a registered investment advisor. During this show, Daniel Meyer provides general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and is not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and products or services should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory services. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Forge Private Wealth. By contacting Forge Private Wealth, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products. On today's show, we're sharing a few financial planning do's and don'ts featured in the most iconic sitcoms ever and offering tips. Welcome in to Capital Insights with Daniel Meyer. The solution set is going to be designed in such a way that it's helping bridge the gap between where the client is and where they want to go. Your retirement matters. One size never fits all. There's no one approach in financial planning. There's no one investment solution or product solution that should fit more people than it's designed for. He has the heart of an educator. There's a lot of different pieces to the puzzle. And now, Capital Insights. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is Capital Insights with Daniel Meyer. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Uh, Dan, of course, a fiduciary, and he's nearly 20 years helping folks get to and through retirement. And you can find more on him at his website. It's called ForgePW.com. ForgePW.com. Capital Insights. Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Fine, thanks. Let me ask you about the name of the show. Capital Insights? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, first off, we're here in the capital city of, Mad- you know, Wisconsin and sure. Madison. And, uh, you know, I always like the idea of providing insights, uh, not just into planning strategies or investment strategies, uh, but also into our industry and how you can um, make sure you're an empowered, you know, consumer of financial services and getting um, the most bang for your buck and, and hopefully getting the results that you need. All right. Well, so. I like it. Capital Insights, that's who uh, that's the show. And uh, Daniel's here. So we're talking about Secure Act. And that's something that, I mean, this, the first version of Secure Act, and now this is Secure Act 2.0. And it, it, it they overall have made significant changes to retirement. A lot of them are good things. Don't you think, Daniel? Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. uh you know, both with the first round and then 2.0, um, we're seeing some changes for the better, um, seeing some rules get adjusted to be a little bit more reasonable um, and make sense for the uh, both for just society in general and also for the, you know, the end client or, you know, member of society. So I think it's a good thing. Well, and so let's just dig right into this. There's actually 90 different provisions, and we're going to get through as many as we can here, and then some things that need to be fixed. We'll talk to, we'll talk about that as well. But up first is the Roth. Uh, the after-tax contributions can now be made to SEP and simple IRAs. That's that's a big deal. It's a big deal, you know, and it's probably, you know, something that should have been in place for some time now. But um, these retirement plans for small businesses are fairly common. Um only and uh, employers make contributions with SEPs, while with SIMPLES, both employees and employers make contributions. And up till now, contributions to SEP and SIMPLE IRAs had to be pre-tax. Uh, now they have this additional flexibility, which, you know, gives them some of the, uh, you know, options that 
larger employers with Roth and traditional 401k or other mm -hmm. type plans have had in place for some time. And I think that's a great thing. Absolutely. And um, employer matching uh, to a Roth account, that is a significant uh, change. It is. Um, you know, not having the ability to get the match on the Roth side was, you know, in some cases a hindrance. And so um, both with what we just discussed with the SEP and Simples, but also here with the matching, bringing the Roth option can kind of even with the pre-tax options in more ways is just a good thing because it it just broadens the options that uh, someone would have available to them when planning for their unique financial future and finding the right place for them to put dollars, depending on their situation there today and where they're looking to go. Right. And and again, if, uh, if folks aren't familiar, but maybe they aren't even familiar if they're for, aren't aware that their 401k has a Roth option, find out. And if it does, boy, it's a, it's an easy thing to take advantage of. It is. And, uh, but like you said, sometimes it's not necessarily broadcasted or made that obvious. So, you know, as a participant in a plan, you know, you sometimes need to do your own research, your own digging to make sure you're available. Uh, you're, you're aware of all the options that are available to you in your particular plan. Let's talk about exceptions to the 10% early withdrawal penalty. How does that break down and why is it important? Right. So uh, for those that don't know, the 10% early distribution penalty is for uh, money that would be distributed from a qualified plan. So pre-tax money that is now coming out prior to age 59 and a half, uh, you would get a 10% penalty as well as pay income taxes on those distributions. Uh, what they've done is started to create some exceptions to the rule so that if in this case, uh, if there's terminal illness, net income that's attributable to an excess contribution or a qualifying disaster, uh, you can get funds out without having to pay those penalties. Oh, okay. um, I think this makes a lot of sense because, you know, I think we're finally seeing some recognition here that a lot of people don't necessarily have a ton of excess beyond what they may need in retirement getting saved up and they shouldn't get penalized if something unforeseen occurs and the bulk of their assets are in a qualified plan. Sure. Uh, folks, if you'd like to get a head start, give you a number here. It's 888-908-0503. And uh, so what about this one-time $50,000 qualified charitable distribution change? I mean, what, what does that mean? I know QCDs are a big thing, and especially when it comes to RMDs, people are taking advantage of that. How does this fit in? Sure. Well, first off, when we say qualified charitable distribution, um, you know, there's a couple different things to understand here. First, um, we're not just talking about if you wanted to give money to a charity, right? They're specifically here um, implying that you are able to get a deduction now, get a deduction for $50,000 on a one-time basis if you are contributing to what's called a split interest entity. So that was not allowed before. You would not get tax breaks for it. Some examples would be, you know, a uh, charitable remainder trust or an annuity trust, uh, these kinds of things have different functions where they're not necessarily just benefiting and end charity. And because of that, didn't get the same treatment as maybe giving direct as there, you could before. Um, and now you have some money that you can also give there and get a direct deduction for. Sure. 
And um, so, so let's talk about RMDs. Now, that's, uh, that started with Secure Act 2.0, and uh, they continue to make changes in the RMD, the, the age that you're required to take distributions from your retirement plan. RMDs, it's, it's funny. Whenever I talk to clients about RMDs, they say, I don't understand why they're forcing me to take money out of my account. And if you think about it from the government side, they've allowed you to put money away from your paycheck without paying taxes on it, to grow it without paying taxes on the growth over the course of time. At some point, uh, we all know that the, uh, the government and the IRS wants to collect and you know get them the taxes that you've been deferring for so long. And that's what their required minimum distributions satisfy. So the, you know, the previous age of 70 and a half was uh, increased in the original SECURE Act in 2020. Um, it went to 72. And now in SECURE Act 2.0, we're actually going to 73. And then depending on when you turn 73 out in 2030 and beyond, it's actually going to be pushing up to 74. So we see this going in the right direction in terms of you know, deferring and delaying that requirement just a little bit. Um, so that, you know, those that want to plan for this or don't necessarily need the funds get to defer that a little longer. And so I like this one, too, the penalty for missed RMDs. That has been a topic. I mean, since I've been doing these shows uh, about six years, I, you know, that has always been one of the the topics that, that just didn't make sense to me. Yeah, and the, the penalty was so it, it was just seemed out of line in terms of how large it was. I'm going to say egregious. Penalty. That's what I'm going to say. Egregious, right. <laughs> the idea that if you um, didn't you know, distribute and meet your our required minimum distribution requirement in a calendar year, that you would then get a 50% penalty on what the distribution was, like you said, feels egregious. So in this <laughs> case, they're reducing from 50% to 25%, and in some cases, even 10%. If it's corrected in a timely manner, the window for correcting in a timely manner is two years at the end, you know, beyond when the RMD should have been taken. Mm -hmm. um, but also you can request a waiver of any penalty uh, from the IRS by taking the RMD now and then filling out an IRS form requesting, uh, you know, just an exception to the rule. The form being form 5329. Do you find that? As long as you have a reasonable explanation, um, they, they tend to rule in your favor when you do that. Okay, I was just going to ask, in your experience, is that really what happens? Yeah, I, and even prior to this rule, there was a process for requesting exception to the penalty. In my time working with, a, you know, having a tax business working right alongside the wealth management business, we had a couple of instances where a client would have something that they were unaware of or forgot about, um, missed a, you know, all or partial RMD, and we would help them with this process. Um, and actually, we had a track record of almost always getting that penalty waived. So being proactive and taking steps to, you know, identify it and say, this was a mistake, you know, whether it was, you know, a an error or just a uh, something that slipped your mind, mm -hmm. it, identifying it and working with the IRS and asking for the exception, you tend to you know, communicating with them is better than not communicating with them. Exactly. So. Exactly. Well, and, and again, it's, it's uh, you know, the kind of thing where, I mean, again, they're recognizing that, that things happen. But I guess the, the biggest thing is, if I'm your client, Daniel, 
you're not you're going to make sure that I always take my RMDs if if and when they they come due. Absolutely. It's you know, when we did come across these things in the past, it's usually if someone had money outside of um, our management that either they we weren't made aware of or that they and in some cases we have clients that have forgotten about an account somewhere um, and that would, you know, trip these issues and then we would have to help them fix it retroactively after the fact. Sure. Well, again, um, boy, we've barely scratched the surface here. Let's continue, but uh, we need to take a quick break and uh, let's invite folks to call. We've got some some calendar availability for folks. Sounds good. Well, I know that um, in talking about what's going on with the SECURE Act, um, clearly there's a lot of changes happening. There's a lot to take advantage of, but there's also a lot to miss out on. Um, so what we're offering for the next 10 callers is a no-cost, no-obligation financial review. We'll do an analysis that will include a fee report and risk assessment of your investment portfolio, help you recognize unnecessary losses, um, any unnecessary losses that we could avoid uh, by putting in a protection plan and managing your overall picture in such a way that aligns with where you're going with your goals. We'll do a tax analysis to see if we could reduce your potential tax burden in the future. And we'll also create a custom income plan. This review that we'll do in the first meeting is not the entirety of the process. It's just the beginning, but it'll give you a good feel for if you're doing the things that, you know, help you maximize your ability to get from where you are today to where you want to go in the future. And if there's anything else that could be done. Um, and if so, obviously, we'd love to help you do it. So give us a call. We'd love to talk to you. 888-908-0503. That's the number to call, folks. An opportunity to sit down with Daniel and put that financial roadmap together. It's a true practical financial review. Just as he said, there's a Social Security analysis, a fee analysis, all of that. No cost, no obligation. All you have to do is make the phone call today. 888-908-0503. 10 callers will get the financial re review showing you where you are today. But more importantly, it becomes a roadmap to help get you to where you need to be. 888-908-0503. 888-908-0503. We are going to take a quick break. We're coming right back, though. uncommon for folks to put off retirement planning with a professional financial advisor because of preconceived notions, blanket assumptions, or just uh, about the process itself. Today, we are dispelling some of those myths, excuses, or justifications to delay or avoid seeking out professional advice about your financial situation and future. We are digging into that. I'm consumer advocate Steve Sadal. Dan Meyer is here. Dan, of course, has been helping folks for nearly 20 years, and uh, it's a phone call away, 888-908-0503. So, Daniel, um, let's talk about this. We, we talked a little bit about Secure Act, and but there are some new things happening for 2024, starting with a $1,000 catch-up contribution um, what does that mean and how does that work? Well, what's really changing in 2024 for the catch-up contribution is that um, it's $1,000, but it's going to be um, indexed for inflation. So we should be seeing an increase with that in 2024. Oh, okay. All right. It's the same thing with the, uh, the cap on the qualified charitable distributions. Uh, that's also indexed for inflation. So we'll be seeing now some increases in some of those figures as we move forward from 
uh, the first year in this. The and the, fi the 529 plans, the, the education plans, there's a major change there. And from what I'm hearing, people are excited about this because sometimes, you know, sometimes a kid doesn't go to college. Yeah, kid doesn't go to college or they get, you know, a scholarship or any number of things sure. that could cause them not to, to need the uh, entirety of a 529 plan. But I, I absolutely love this because I work with so many young families that find it tough when they look at a financial projection and they see how much they need to put away for retirement, what it costs to make sure they're hedging against the different risks in their life for disability or life. And then also when they want to put away for their own purposes. And then on top of that, paying, you know, saving for a goal that, you know, in higher education, sometimes the increase year after year is more than what they're earning in their investment accounts potentially, because it is something that is going up pretty dramatically. So having flexibility with the money that they're putting away is incredibly helpful. And what's happening here is um, you're going to have the ability to roll up to 35,000 of leftover funds to a Roth IRA in the name of the 529 beneficiary. Yeah. Um, what that takes away is that fear of oversaving in a 529, not being able to take it all out for a qualified education purposes, and then being stuck with a penalty in the end. Right. And, and as you said, it, it has to be in place for 15 years before that, that, that comes into play. But that seems pretty logical. I mean, I know a lot of parents are starting their, those 529s when the kids are pretty young. Yeah, I, I see it a lot of times when uh, a child is born, they, they come in and they say, what do we need to do? We want to start soon because we know it's a daunting test to save up, you know, to pay for higher education. And we want to make sure that we're in a place to do so. So, um, you know, it would be very challenging if you met with a financial professional and he had a child that was two years away from going to college to try and figure out how to utilize a plan like that and to be able to build up a sum that would be workable in that that case. There are other things that we can talk about and how to do that. But yes, it, it does need to be in place for 15 years. But this benefit of being able to repurpose the funds um, in for the benefit of the beneficiary with no penalty, and now they've got what is one of the most useful, flexible tools out there already provided to them in the Roth IRA. I mean, I just think that's fantastic. Sure. 888-908-0503. Folks, if you got some questions, you want to sit down with Daniel. And let's say, let's do one more. Um, the Roth 401k can contributions no longer subject to RMDs. And I think people are going to say, what? I didn't have to do an RMD from my for, my 401k, but you, but you did, right? From the Roth side. Right. right. Again, um, as we discussed previously, this is just bringing some of the Roth rules kind of up to date so that, you know, Roth IRAs, Roth 401ks, everything is starting to line up so that Roth truly functions like a Roth and traditional or pre-tax money functions the way it should function. So not having to worry about the, RM, you know, the Roth 401k money being part of the RMD calculation just seems logical, but it wasn't the way it worked previously. And now moving forward, it will be. So other things, you know, there'll be a couple of other notable changes in 2024. The only other one I really want to make sure I mention before sure. we move on, um, there's going to be some additional exceptions to the 10% early distribution penalty. Ooh, okay. I mentioned a few that are new um, as of this year, uh, a few minutes ago. Um, some additional ones that will be coming out. Expenses stemming from a financial emergency up to $1,000 a year and payments for victims of domestic abuse up to $10,000 and that'll begin 
to be indexed by inflation. So even more opportunities to potentially, you know, dig into that nest egg without a penalty if something is to come up. I think, again, the acknowledgement that this flexibility is needed if, as a broader society, we want to make sure people are taking advantage of, to the point that they probably should, these, you know, qualified savings vehicles, um, this gives them the ability to maneuver um, in the future and not be penalized for it if need be. Sure. And again, um, so let's jump into some of these uh, justifications, read that excuses for not sitting down with an advisor if you are in that financial red zone. I'll, I'll qualify it that way. Um, and, and the sure. justification is, well, it's all going to work out eventually. It's fine. I don't need to worry about that. Yeah, I, yeah, right. <laughs> I, 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 I guess well, all I'd say here is that, you know, fortune favors the, the planner in this case, as opposed to the one that's just wishing for it to work out for you. I mean, uh, if you don't prioritize your finances and your financial future, um, your retirement account isn't just going to magically, you know, perform miracles and get to the place it needs to get to without, you know, some input from you, some concentration and deliberately making sure that you are, you're, you're utilizing the resources you have to get your retirement balance to get to where it needs to be so that you're covered for your retirement. All right. And uh, so again, here's another one. The justification is that, well, I have a 401k and Dan, you must hear this all the time. Well, I've got a 401k plan. That's my plan. I don't need anything else. Right. Uh, and uh, it's a great piece of a plan, but a okay. 401k is not the plan, right? It's, it's one of the, of many investment vehicles that are available to you as part of a broader plan. And it can be, you know, kind of the large foundation potentially for what your retirement picture will eventually look like. But just having the 401k versus maximizing it within an overall plan are two different things. Uh, first off, there may be more than just that type of account that it would be beneficial for you to be taken advantage of. Um, and even if you were able to move past that and say, you know what, the 401k is what I'm going to stick with. Uh, what I would say is making the most of what you have in terms of investment options within your 401k and getting the most growth out of it as possible. Obviously, an advisor can help with that as well. Well, and again, with the 401k, it's, it, I mean, just because you have one is a great thing, as you said, but it's not the plan. I mean, it's, you know, there's nothing there that's going to tell you how much to take and when. Right. It's, Within a financial plan, um, we would have guidance as to what we plan to do with the 401k and all the other elements of the plan. But the plan is going to project out how we use the account and all the other complementary accounts, both from a growth standpoint and then transition to a distribution. So it's, you know, having a plan for even how you invest in a 401k is an investment strategy, not a financial plan. Um, that is an you know, one level down from once the overall plan is in place, we then want to have an investment strategy that gives us the highest chances of meeting our goals that we set for ourselves. And that is the strategy that we would employ within the account after we got to that point. Sure. I like that. And uh, folks, 888-908-0503. Um, so here's the justification. Well, I've got Social Security, and that is more than enough for me to live off in retirement. No question. Whoops. No questions, right? <laughs> yeah, whoops. Well, I would say that Social Security was intended to supplement your retirement nest egg, not necessarily be your nest egg. 
and the benefits are typically not enough to live off in retirement. So, you know, preparing a plan where we can maximize what you get from Social Security, because um, it's definitely part of the bigger picture, um, but also then making sure that we're aware of what needs it's going to cover, what is going to be left to cover from the, you know, the rest of your retirement nest egg, and then making sure that we're getting it to where it needs to be. So it does exactly that. Okay. And uh, so here's another one, uh, an excuse, if you will, or justification. We're being very kind there. Um, well, I'm not going to be spending as much in retirement as I do now. So I'm going to be able to live off what I've already saved. Don't have to do any more. Well, Obviously, a blanket statement like that, I don't know, <laughs> you know, if some people that's absolutely true, right, that they saved enough, others sure. maybe not. Um, but I would say to the idea that I'm not going to spend as much in retirement, um, I tend not to see that, especially in the early years. Of course. I think once you're done working, you find that, okay, well, even if we set aside, you know, traveling the same versus I see a lot of clients that travel more when they first retire or uh, look to do more things. But when you're home all day and not at work all day, there's, you know, it, it costs money to entertain yourself, to feed yourself, to get around and do things. It's, I, I just haven't seen a lot of clients that spent significantly less once they got to retirement. Oh, well, um, I, think, I think that makes you know, sense. And even if, and even if you think you will, um, you know, I think you'll be happy in the end if, despite that, you build in some flexibility in your plan just to make sure that if it's not the case, it doesn't set you back in terms of being able to actually stay retired and not have to go back to work or, you know, generate some other form of income. Well, Daniel, the uh, the, the clock on the wall says we got to get out of here for uh, another quick break, but uh, let's invite folks to call in the process and uh, we will be right back. Sounds good. Well, you know, when it comes to what we just discussed, you know, there's there's so many different things that are happening in life nowadays. It's Life is so busy. There's so many things to pay attention to. Um, it's very easy to deprioritize your financial plan and to put it off for another day. But I'm telling you, once you've met with um, you know myself or someone else that does what I do, put a plan in place, and then going forward, life will continue to be busy, but you've got someone working for you behind the scenes. Um, it really is something that will benefit you greatly. You know. Getting a, a you know first assessment, a full financial review in the you know meeting that we do initially to see how your income plan is going to look, how are you set up from a tax standpoint, and really are your investments aligned with you know where you are today and what you'd like to see in the future. I mean these are the things that we help people figure out and we love doing it. So we've got um, the opportunity for the next ten callers to have a no cost, no obligation review. We'll take a look at these things for you and see if we can help you. I think that's a great idea, Dan. 888-908-0503. There are some spots on the calendar for you. In fact, 10 spots right now if you call today. 888-908-0503. Get the comprehensive financial review that Daniel just described, plus all the extras. And again, no cost, no obligation. So really, you got nothing to lose. Give us a call. 888-908-0503. 888-908-0503. You know, if you're worried about higher taxes, and who among us isn't, especially as you ease into retirement, stick around. We've got some great information and some strategies that could...
Insights with Daniel Meyer. We're back on Capital Insights with Daniel Meyer. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Uh, Dan is a fiduciary, uh, nearly 20 years helping folks getting to and through retirement. We spent some time today talking, you know, listening to some great clips from from sitcoms, but they are all, and, and Daniel, I was impressed. Every single one is a relatable, true-to-life experience, right? Every one that we went through. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I mean, what makes a good sitcom is something that you can relate to on a regular basis as you're watching it, and I think, you know, everybody goes through these financial moments in their lives, and we talked about several different ones that were highlighted by the shows. Um, some of them are enjoyable, some of them are challenging, some of them are funny, both to us and when we listen to what we did. So it's it's a great way to, yeah, just learn something in a different way and relate to it and know that it's, you know, it's not just you that's experiencing that. The reason it's in a sitcom is because people all over the world are going through the same things you are, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and, and this segment is uh, is going to be one that we were just talking about this coming into it. We're going to talk about annuities, and I know that people will roll their eyes or whatever, but I'll tell you what, I think it's important to understand what an annuity is, how it can be a part of your plan, and how it doesn't make sense for everyone. It's not across the board, right? Right. Absolutely. And I'm glad you, you set it up that way because I've you know, told you many times in the past, everybody's got their own approach. And I'm not saying one is better than the other. Um, But I, you know, welcome the, you know, opportunity here to kind of discuss and highlight uh, with the listeners, you know, my thoughts on annuities, where it fits and and how we position them and, and make it work for, for clients, especially those that are transitioning into retirement. Sure. Well, I mean, it's been described, uh, annuities have been kind of described as like a Swiss army knife uh, with a lot of functions. And, um, you know, but, but again, guaranteed income, no, ch- I mean, again, uh, zero is your hero, no loss, but ch- a chance to get the, the, the upside. Uh, if you need money, right? If you need access to that money right away, there's an annuity for that. Uh, tax friendly right. way to grow your money. Yep, there's an annuity for that. Um, that make unlimited contributions in the go go years, and there's an annuity for that. And uh, Dan, I, I, I'm thinking you've probably dealt with a lot of these d- situations, and it must be nice when one really does fit the way it, the way it should. And that's that's how an annuity should be used, in my opinion. It, it's it's great when you've worked with someone in position an annuity and then you see it um, really come through in a way where it, it just validates for you, validates for the client that that was a good decision. Uh, sometimes it's seven or 10 years down the road before you get to see, you know, the benefit of making a decision like that. But like you said, uh, maybe before we jump into some of those situations yeah, or examples, sure. if you're listening and you're not quite sure what we're talking about when we talk about annuities, you know, maybe the simplest way to explain it is annuity is a contract between you and an insurance company in which you purchase a regular stream of income, whether it's immediate or in the future. In some cases, if you're not going to use it for income, you get some features that are unique to working with an annuity with an insurance company that are, you know, give you additional layers of security, or maybe attached to the annuity are some riders that um, have benefits that fit your situation, like uh, additional benefits from an estate standpoint, maybe life coverage or long-term care coverage. Um, like you said, it's a Swiss Army knife. It can do a lot of things. But at the same time, also, if you don't take the time to 
hone in on the proper fit. You know, it could also be something that doesn't quite do what maybe if you're just investing and comparing results alongside with a liquid portfolio that's being, you know, managed in a prudent manner, you may feel like, hey, why isn't the annuity returning as much as the liquid portfolio is, right? So, I mean, you got to find the right fit. And I've talked before about having a purpose for your investments. And when you talk about an asset allocation and an income allocation, an annuity, um, in many cases, can be a big part of having an income allocation. Sure. 888-908-0503. We're talking about annuities and, and how they can really sort of help you uh, depending on your situation. And um, I like the fact that in many cases they're, they're customizable. In other words, you know, I, I was talking about a chance for upside, but no downside. Uh, you know, I mean, those right. are kinds of things that, that really resonate with people, I think. Yeah. With the opportunity to participate in some of the upside of the market and not experiencing the downside. I mean, it sounds too good to be true, right? Now, the reason that you know, the type of annuity that would allow you to do that. So let's talk about one of the examples would be like a fixed indexed annuity where you're going to be able to have exposure to, depending on the annuity company and the way they structure it, maybe an index that uh, performs based on how one of the commonly known equity indexes is doing. And, you know, you may not get 100% of what that index does in terms of return, but if you get to participate at a certain level, but then if the index goes negative, just keep the value you have currently and do that year after year. Most people don't think that type of thing exists. Sure. And when we go through it, I think um, there's a lot of situations where it can make sense to have that protection, especially if you've accumulated uh, for your retirement to the point where maybe a bigger risk is not necessarily not having additional growth, but losing what you've already built up, um, protecting what is essential can be that much more important at that point. Of course. And, you know, one of the things you were, we were talking about is when you buy the annuity. And, and I think sometimes people find themselves, they're sitting down with their banker or with a broker who has no, has no idea what the rest of the retirement plan might be. And they might push them into something that it may be okay, but again, it, it's not necessarily the way to do it in, in my mind. Right. So when we talk about all those features or the Swiss Army knife of options, it's not just options you have within one annuity. You, you don't usually go and find one company that's offering an annuity that can be offered a hundred different ways. You have to really go out into the market and see based on what you've got going now and what's out there, what is the absolute best fit for what our you know need is that hopefully if you've worked with a group like ours or someone who's doing financial planning, we've done the projections, we figured out a specific need that we need to fill and we're considering an annuity for that alongside the other strategies that we also employ that don't include annuities. And then based on that, if we still see that the annuity is the best fit, well, then let's make sure we're finding the one that, depending on the need that we're filling with it, is the best option at the moment and helps us solve that, that planning need. And then lastly, I'll say, I not everybody likes when I say this, but I would love in a situation where I'm working with someone to find a way to fill that need by taking as little of their liquid retirement estate as possible and putting it in so that we leave as large of a number as possible outside of the annuity invested in, you know, hopefully more of a growth mode, uh, depending on where they're at in their retirement process. 
um, so that we continue to maintain flexibility as well. Sure. Well, I, let's take some of the characters that we listen to. Michael Scott from The Office. Uh, he's late 40s. He's that mid-level manager, small company. Um, he's experienced uh, with debts in the past. Uh, what kind of annuity might be good for him and why? Well, depending on, I mean, we know his age and we know some things he's dealt with, but sure. frankly, I I'm not quite sure an annuity would be a good fit for him. All right. I, I right? like that. That's, I, it's you know. just, you know, with what you've listed there, you know, he's had some issues with debt in the past. Um, he's a big level manager for a small company. So not sure necessarily what he has in terms of resources for a retirement plan, what he can fund, uh, depending on what he's already built for himself within the framework of what's offered with the company and outside of the company, there may be an opportunity to position annuity for him, something that has a longer term, uh, maybe crediting system that is going to really credit over a number of years, um, something that would build that high level of income to complement what he would need. But that being said, it, it may be more important to work on the other aspects of his plan first. Of course. All right. Good, good luck, Michael Scott. <laughs> Right. And, and uh, from Seinfeld, George Costanza, here's the guy that just, I mean, can't get anything right. Um, multiple jobs. He's in his mid-30s, multiple jobs. Uh, most of them don't last that long. Uh, he's been in sales. He's been in real estate. Does that even make sense for a guy like that, an annuity? Um, it, this is a bit of a stretch, but I mean... The main thing I see there is with the multiple jobs, let's say for just discussion's sake that um, he's had multiple retirement plans he's participated in for a short amount of time and then left and he's kind of got things scattered all over the place. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know that you necessarily need an annuity in this case, but I think first thing that jumps out at me is, well, maybe consolidating what he's got into you know, from the different retirement plans into an IRA is probably the first decision that, you know, you may want to discuss. And then whether you position an annuity within the IRA or not, that there's a whole nother round of discussion and planning that needs to happen before you could definitively say that. Of course. And, and um, you know, so we're kind of going through all these things. Um, Ron Swanson from uh, Parks and Rec, uh, early 50s. Uh, he's done a lot of jo good jobs saving, has gold, multiple homes. He even has a pension from his work. Uh, what kind of an annuity would benefit him? Well, I mean, Social right. Security, that's the best annuity going. Right. So with that, and it sounds like he also has, you know, the pension as well, and he's got investments, you know, pretty diversified. I don't see anything there about, you know, what the rest of his portfolio looks like. If it's mostly in hard assets with real estate, you know, gold, he's already got the income sources, hopefully from Social Security and the pension. Um, an annuity could be part of the investment portfolio that complements all of that, especially if in going through the planning process, um, the pension and Social Security aren't going to meet the needs that he has for income in retirement. Um, if the other assets are going to continue to be tied up in more physical assets, uh, make and may not be, you know, may not have opportunities for liquidity. I think that's when having an annuity to fill the income gap makes a lot of sense um, so that he's not ever forced to liquidate a property or his physical assets if he doesn't want to. All right. Well, that makes sense. And uh, boy, Daniel, this, this is really going quickly. We are up against the clock again. Let's, uh, let's invite folks to call. Sounds great. Well, if you're out there listening today, um, I can't stress enough. I say this all the time. The most important step you can take to making improvements in your financial situation is the first step. That first step today would be to give us a call We'll book a no-cost, 
no obligation financial review, help you get organized and really see what you have and where you're going with it. In that first meeting, there's three things that we're going to provide you. Uh, first, an analysis that will include a fee report and a risk assessment, give you a really clear picture of how your portfolio sits today, what you're paying in fees, and are you allocated to you know make the most in terms of growth, uh, the growth opportunity within your portfolio given the risk that you're taking. Second, we'll do a tax analysis to see how you could possibly reduce your taxes in the future, which could increase your cash flow um, based on you know prudent financial planning and positioning your portfolio in the right places. 888-908-0503. It's a great opportunity for you to get that financial roadmap put together. And it's an opportunity to review your individual circumstances with no cost, no obligation. Find out how much risk you're taking. Do you know? What about red flags that could be a potential problem for you? Daniel can help spot those as well. And do you really know how much you're paying in fees or commissions? Maybe there's a potential tax liability. And of course, Daniel wants to help you find security in a lifetime retirement income plan that includes maximizing your Social Security benefits. If you want to take advantage of this complimentary review, call us right now. It's 888-908-0503, 888-908-0503. Hey, and when we come back, we have got questions from listeners. We are back on Capital Insights with Daniel Meyer. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Uh, Daniel, of course, uh, we've been uh, having a fun show today. We really covered a lot of ground, and, and we just uh, were talking about annuities. We talked about sitcoms because that relates to retirement planning. Hey, if you missed any of that, all you have to do is go to the podcast, and that's you can find those podcasts uh, anywhere you get a podcast, uh, whether it's uh, Apple or Google or you know, um, iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts, you can find Capital Insights with Daniel Meyer, and then you'll know what we're talking about, right? Awesome. Yeah, it's uh, we've done quite a few of these shows. We've covered so many different topics, not just today, but you know, throughout the time that you and I have spent together having these discussions, and that's a great way for people to, to hear some of the other things that we've discussed, mm -hmm. right? Well, it really is. And I mean, you know, when you think about it, we start you start cataloging those shows and it becomes a bit of an encyclopedia, you know, of I mean, if you remember what those are. Uh, but, but again, sort of an electronic encyclopedia having to do with retirement, retirement planning. Yeah. And I think, you know, we talk about a lot of things from an education standpoint and we want to you know, empower those that are listening to make educated financial decisions and to make sure that if they're there's things that they could be doing that could optimize their situation that they're maybe neglecting or not doing at this point, that we help them identify what those are so they can take action and really get on a clear path to going where they want to go. And then in a, I guess, another way of looking at this is the way I discuss things and the way I, you know, favor certain things is not the way everyone else does. And when you, if you want to learn more, I mean, first up, give us a call. We'll sit down, have a conversation, and I'll walk you through how we how we work. And I'll also learn about your situation and see how I can help you. But if you want to do a little digging first, listen to a couple of those podcasts. It's almost a, a, a you know extremely long form interview that you're doing of us and learning our philosophies, how we work, and 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 what we do. 
Sure. And then, of course, on ForgePW.com, that's the website where you can learn more about Daniel and what he does and, and his team. That's ForgePW.com. All right. We've got some questions to dig into. Let's do that. Donna's up Great. first. Uh, Donna says, besides qualifications and fiduciary status, what else do you recommend folks look for in an advisor? Wow. Well, Donna, must you must be a listener because he just stated the first two things that we always talk about. Right. right. So fantastic. You're already on a great course. And so in addition to that, you know, I personally would say it is important to find someone when you sit down with them that you feel comfortable with, that you're going to be able to have a good communicative relationship with as you go, because that communication is going to be key. You want to make sure that you start to get a level of comfort and trust with this person um, and also feel that they're communicating in such a way that, you know, you you are confident that things are being things are transparent. You know what they're doing, you know why they're doing it, and you understand why it would potentially benefit you um, to take the action that's being recommended. But in addition to that, a couple of additional things that I have a little bit of a bias towards personally, um, I really think it's good to find um, an advisor who operates as part of a larger team. Maybe not something like I described early in the show where I was one advisor in a 50 advisor office, um, you worked directly with one advisor, not the other 49 in that case, but an advisor who has a support team in place that maybe allows them to not wear all the hats, but to take those off and have one member or members of the team responsible for things like the portfolio management. Others may be helping with some of the uh, logistics and you know clerical work that needs to get done. Um, and really others that maybe would help with the more advanced planning, maybe uh, tax planning, or if they have a CPA, the actual tax work, possibly the estate work. The deeper the team and the more that they have a system that thrives on that that team cohesion, I think the better it is for the potential client. And then just digging in deeper to their service model and saying, based on what I'm hearing and based if you're working with them on what I'm seeing, are they being proactive when we're not meeting? Um, or am I needing to kind of push and prod them along to get to get service. I think you want to make sure that this person has a system designed such that they're serving you even when you're not there talking to them. Sure. 888-908-0503. All right. Uh, Dale has a question. He says, sounds like annuities can be a great tool for retirees. Do you use annuities for all your clients? <laughs> I hope when we were talking about annuities, it didn't come off that way. Yeah. Uh, but it's a great question. I'm glad it was asked because, you know, I really think that um, we discussed how annuities can be that Swiss Army knife, right? But when you go to a store and they've got the glass um, display case and they've got 60 different Swiss Army knives, right? And they've all right. got different features and different functions. One of those is probably the best fit for you. And within it, you might have specific things you wanted to include. Um, and so you might have one knife out of 100 that actually is the one that you know, you walk out with that and you're actually going to get some use out of it. It's going to be a good fit for you. But I think that the industry gets a little bit of a bad rap because there are people out there that maybe use annuities as a solve all and offer it to every client that they work with, whether that's because they are financially incented to do so or because their system is built in a way such that maybe they don't quite have the full spectrum of wealth management services built out to also offer as a complement. Um, I bring those up just to say that, make sure that if you're getting into an annuity, that it's a good fit for you. There's logic behind why you're using it. But back to 
maybe uh, too long-winded of an answer for a, a quick question, which is, no, we don't use annuities for all of our clients. And in fact, it's not even the vast majority of our clients, but it's those that we found the proper situation where an annuity helped us fill a specific need and we could task some of their um, assets to fill that need. And it was more efficiently done within an annuity than with any other strategy that we could have put in place. So if it meets that test and we can do so by moving as little of their estate into it as possible, um, then yes, we will consider the use of an annuity for a client. 888-908-0503. Dale, give us a call. Love to hear from you. Um, all right, Johnny has a question. Johnny says, how much is a traditional 401k taxed? Is it worth to, trying to convert it to a Roth? A lot going yeah. on there. <laughs> kind of yeah. break that one down. So first off, a traditional 401k, um, as you contribute to it over time, you contribute to it with pre-tax dollars. So you did not pay taxes on the money that you're putting into the 401k. And then each year as it grows, even if you're buying and selling different funds or investments, some of those which would be at a gain, you're not going to have a 1099 or pay capital gains year after year. It's tax deferred. Um, but once you reach retirement, uh, whether it's right away at a, you know, whatever retirement age you deem or when you finally have to take required, required minimum distributions, money distributed out of the 401k is going to be income taxable. And the amount it's going to be taxed at is going to be based on where you're at within the income tax brackets. And then whether it's worth converting to a Roth or not, there are so many factors that we would need to hear from you in order to help you make that determination. One would be, you know, do you have a large position in just pre-tax money like you described here and no money that would be there to complement that, that might be a consideration. How far are you between now and making distributions and do we have time to maybe spread some of those conversions out? What's your tax bracket now and what might it be when you convert to retirement based on your lifestyle now and then? It's just, it's a planning process that we love to do because it can be a decision that could be very impactful and help you make the most of the money that you've saved. Um, but we would want to dive into the details with you. So if this is something you're actively considering, give us a call. Let's sit down and take a look together. All right. Mary Lee is up next. Uh, she says, I have multiple retirement accounts now subject to RMDs. How do I know when to take them and from where? Well, let me just, let me just cut to the chase, Mary. Call Daniel. <laughs> right. When to take them and from where, first off, making sure, you know, that you are aware of, you know, now what is the age for when you have required minimum distributions, which is 73. It was pushed even a little older than it was previously. But then, yes, it's if you've got a couple of different pre-tax accounts spread out, maybe um, a former employer plan, an IRA or two, um, the way the RMD is going to be calculated is going to be based on your total assets that are in a pre-tax position like that. And the value of that portfolio at the very beginning you know, year end, the previous year, beginning of that year is what's going to determine how much you need to distribute um, as a total percentage. And, you know, usually you're going to get some indication of what the RMD amount is that's due in each of the accounts on, uh, you know, a statement or something from the custodian that you hold the money with. Um, that's not necessarily the case all the time, but you can take the RMD proportionately from each of the accounts, um, or as long as you're satisfying the total amount, you could take the total calculation and take it from one specific account if that's better for you for whatever reason. Um, it's all up to you as, you know, 
as long as the IRS sees that you've distributed the right amount and paid the taxes, um, they are happy. They don't care which account you take it from. Daniel, let's wrap it up. I mean, this has been a very, very exciting show, fun show, lots of great information. Let's give folks one more opportunity today to uh, make the connection. Sounds great. Well, we'd love to make that connection with you. Hopefully, as we're talking through these things, you know, we're making a little connection and you feel a little bit more empowered than you did the day before in terms of taking control of your financial future. But the most important step in taking that control, the first step is giving us a call. We'll set up a time for a no cost, no obligation financial review. In that meeting, we'll give you three things. First, we'll give you a fee report and a risk assessment of your investment portfolio. Um, so you really know, how am I paying for investments and how much is it? Is it proper? Is it fair? And how am I set up based on the risk I'm taking to potentially get growth? Second, we'll do a tax analysis to reveal how you could possibly reduce your taxes, increase your cash flow down the road, and then lastly, we'll give you a customized income plan. Um, this will be unique to you based on the retirement income you may already have uh, set up for yourself, the position you are now currently with your investment portfolio, and what your future needs are. We'll look at all options that are on the table, find what's best fit for you um, so that you can feel confident, as confident as Kramer was in those earlier clips, <laughs> going into that retirement um, and knowing we know what it'll provide for you year after year in terms of a, a paycheck from your portfolio. All of these things we offer, and if you're currently working with an advisor and you still would like to come in and take a look at this, we always welcome that. A second opinion is always a healthy thing. If you're not and you're currently considering taking these steps, you know, and really, you know, taking control of your financial future, that is such a fun conversation for us. Give us a call. Let's set up a time to talk and see what we can do for you. I like it, Daniel. 888-908-0503. 888-908-0503 is the number. It's a comprehensive financial review showing you where you are today. But more importantly, you end up with a roadmap that can help guide you to help get you to where you need to be. 888-908-0503. 888-908-0503. Daniel, as always, it's a pleasure to, to have these conversations. I love the way that you kind of walk us through and you, and you really give us some great insight. Well, thank you. I, I love having the conversations. I, I live this day in, day out with the clients that I work with and the different scenarios we come across. And you know, ultimately the reward is in seeing the impact we can make. So if anything we're discussing is helping those that are listening or if they're because of the Investment advisory services offered through Daniel Meyer, a registered investment advisor. During the show, Daniel Meyer provides general information and not individually participates advice and is not liable for any institutional information discussed. Exposure to ideas and products or services should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial advice. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the field of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Cash performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when you're may be worth more or less than the any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed concerns refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory services. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Forge Private Wealth. By contacting Forge Private Wealth, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products. 